Hello and welcome back to another episode of Stories brought to you by Kiosk M1C. Kiosk M1C is the voice of Lower Stable Street and has curated all shops, events and exhibitions on Lower Stable Street since Coldrop Shard first opened back in 2018. Their mission has been to support new businesses and provide an environment in which they can thrive and grow. I'm Maria Hanlon and in each episode I'll be finding out the real stories of how these businesses have developed and how the community has helped shape their journey. In episode 12, I chat to Fabiana, the co-founder of Hidden. Hidden Japanese Curry Lab offers crafted, authentic Japanese curry. In this episode, we chat about the history and ethos behind Hidden, the most rewarding part of their business, and how the team overcome challenges. This was such a lovely chat, and it made me feel so positive and inspired. This is episode 12 with Fabiana from Hidden. So, could you introduce yourself and tell me your role at Hidden? My name is uh, Fabiana, Fabiana Bacci, and I am the co-founder of this uh, project called uh, Hidden. And we have a shop in Lower Sable Street called Drops Yard. Right here. And what exactly is Hidden for people that don't know? Well, uh, Hidden is a a tiny shop in Lower Sable Street uh, that serves uh, Japanese curry. And um, it's uh, designed and thought uh, on the um, idea of these um, specialty shops that are in uh, Japan. Uh, they serve only one type of uh, dish. And they in Japan, they're usually very like um, anonymous corners, um, quite like worn off. Like a bit like the greasy spoon in the UK, something right. like that. Uh, but well, we we thought that we wanted to add a bit of style in that. Uh, so ours is uh, yeah, bright and yellow to hopefully catch the attention of people. Definitely, I think it definitely does that. It's such a nice color of yellow as well. It's like really yes. warming and it kind of lures you in. So let's start at the beginning then, before we go any further. So when did the hidden journey first begin? When did you create? Hidden and what were you doing before Hidden as well? Um, Hidden is a project that was born in summer 2020 and the first shop opened in Cold Drops Yard in uh, December 2020, that year, in between uh, the two lockdowns of the corona pandemic. So it's a very strong uh, baby, (laughs) a very resilient one. Um, The idea was to have um, a family uh, business, uh, a business that could go around our family needs and bring the family values and principles in the business. And, um, but we didn't stop, start just our own. Um, initially, there was um, a business partner, uh, a Japanese um, uh, chef who used actually, who created uh, the, the recipes. Uh, now he's, uh, he's back to, to Japan uh, because of uh, health issues. Uh, but yes, we continue being um, a family business and a family matter <laughs> more than a, a business. Definitely. And I have to ask, why did you call it Hidden? 
Hidden. Yeah. Hidden is uh, uh, basically takes, um, it, it started from this um, co-founder's name, the Japanese chef called uh, Hideyama. Everyone calls him Hide as a short name. And then Hidden, we thought it could be, uh, it could sound familiar to an English speaking uh, community. Um, it's also um, Japanese words uh, that is um, conceived, the concept of um, passing a master, passing down the secret of a craft of an art to his uh, disciples. Okay. I like how it has all the different meanings. That's really special. Yes. And then you've got the two sites which you touched on. So there's one here where we are, Lower Stable Street and one in Camden. Which one opened first and what's the main difference between the two different sites? So the first one is here uh, in Cold Drops Yard is the uh, very first one. Um, the second one in Camden is... Um, a way for us to keep expanding the business and, and the project. In, uh, in that one, we're also serving uh, Japanese uh, chicken nuggets called uh, karage. And um, yeah, so um, we kind of extended a little bit of the menu in, uh, in, in Camden. Okay, and I feel like when we're recording this episode, it's lunchtime, so the talk of food is making me really hungry already. <laughs> but what things are on your menu? Could you talk us through like your main dishes? Sure. Um, we have three mainly three types of curry. Uh, uh, we, we in Japanese is called curry rice because the main the base is uh, uh, white rice, and then we serve with a sauce uh, that can be. Um, cooked basically with a, a special secret blend of spices and it can be uh, beef curry chicken curry or vegan curry that is made basically with uh, lentils and um, the Japanese curry is uh, completely diff not completely but different from the other Indian or Asian countries um, First, it was introduced uh, very late historically in the country. It's now a very popular dish, but it's not really part of the Japanese heritage. It was actually introduced by the, the British. The, 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 the spice blends were uh, introduced by the, the British okay. in, uh, in the 19th century. And, um, and it soon became a very popular dish. Um, However, is basically they in, in supermarkets and in grocery shops, they sell a roux, like a, a ready-made cube. And by melting that and adding water and fresh vegetables, people cook it at home. Um, but ours is actually made from scratch. Everything is made from scratch, and that's what it makes... Uh, our Japanese curry quite special. You don't ha you don't usually find a, a made from scratch Japanese curry. While you may find easily, in a, I know uh, being part of a multicultural uh, community, I can see how Indian communities make everything from scratch when making a curry, but not the Japanese one. <laughs> 
Okay, that's so interesting to hear. And how long did it take you to perfect your dishes? Because I think I saw on Instagram it said that you've never changed the recipe and you don't want to. So how long did it take to get that recipe and stick with it? Well, the recipe was uh, kindly already in place because when uh, Hide, um, when we Hide, we um, thought to um, uh, go ahead with um, with his project. Uh, he had already his recipes. He basically used to cook in fine dine restaurants in Japan, and so he was already um, creating and refining. Uh, his um, Japanese curry recipes. He kind of, you know, because he was working in a fine dining restaurant, he kind of elevated, refined the, the recipes. And when coming back, uh, uh, when coming to the UK and uh, thinking about uh, the hidden project, uh, the aim was uh, actually to um, somehow give back uh, to the English uh, community uh, the carry that was introduced, but also giving it back to a broad audience, not really to the kind of customers uh, he used to, to serve. And what has the feedback been like so far? Well, Amazing. Yeah, we, yes, it's beyond every expectations uh, for for us. Uh, the beginning um, was uh, was hard, uh, as I said, because it was between the pandemics and the lockdowns, and um, we needed a lot of uh, faith and a lot of uh, mutual um, support uh, within the the team. It wasn't always that um, easy, you know, to, to survive. But uh, the fact that we survived and, and thanks to our customers and also to the cold, dro- cold drop yards community, we are uh, thriving. That's so good to hear. And I feel like, yeah, just touching on that is such a good community down here, isn't it? Yes. Down the street. Yes. All the different independent businesses. And yeah, Hidden, I just love that it stands out, even though it's called Hidden. I love that. <laughs> so <laughs> what is the most rewarding part of your job, would you say? Um, how? Um, there are always challenges racing, but having this... Um, big, um, strong determination on making this um, business uh, successful because, you know, at the core, we we have a family and we want, uh, hopefully, to inspire um, our daughter with what we do. Um, everything that rises, uh, it's somehow, um, you know, like... Uh, it's doable. We can feel that we can overcome challenges. And often the the way they are, um, the the challenges are overcome, it's uh, in a very unexpected, again, creative way that feels like, wow, I could never imagine it could go this way, but it did. And it's amazing. And then keeps moving, keeps us moving on. Definitely. Yeah, you have to overcome stuff, I guess, when it's your business too. And you might not have done that before and you've just got to figure out a way. It's always really tough. So let's talk a little bit about those challenges then. So what has been challenging? You said at the start, obviously, you opened in lockdown. That was a really difficult time. What are some of the challenges you've faced since starting Hidden? Yes, there was one. I mean, there are a few. Um, uh, One challenge is that we would love to 
you know, like uh, have all our principles and values, all the ethics that are dear to our hearts in place already. But actually, uh, the system, the bureaucracy, the um, also the the cost of life uh, is really pushing us um, to, you know, like to always be flexible, to um, to not really have compromises, but definitely flexibility and resilience. Like we would always uh, keep our prices low to make uh, our food affordable to everyone, but the cost of life is rising. And we also want at the same time to offer a fair pay to our staff because it's amazing. We would love to have all our of our um, um, ingredients and um, ethically sourced and you know all of that but it's really really hard to have everything in place it's a bit every day is a bit like juggling this is one another big um, um, challenge we had it was um, with uh, with Hide the confounder so uh, he had uh, serious health problems, and um, and this one uh, it was a challenge uh, personally for us because it's not nice to have a member of the team, you know, in in such a, a difficult time, and um, how to be mindful and compassionate and understanding of his need, but also having to sort out the needs of a business uh, being open. That was a very challenging moment and eventually he had to to leave the partnership and go back to Japan and so adjusting to the new situation was really hard but again as I said before that is the rewarding side and the unexpected just before all this drama coming in place he brought uh, he had brought into the team one of his uh, protégés Hiroki and um, basically this uh, uh, this beautiful guy now came to um, uh, sort out the situation because now he um, basically he mastered Hide's uh, re recipes to perfection and customers didn't even realize the, the difference so it's beautiful and uh, one of the um, you know, one of the um, fascinating sides for us is that uh, the name become a self-prophecy because, uh, in fact, uh, you know, Hide um, really passed down all the secret of his uh, uh, recipes to Hiroki and, you know, the business uh, keep uh, thriving. Yay, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. So this is one of our beautiful stories. Reflecting back, what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way? Um, well, this is the answer that kind of um, takes in all that is, has been uh, said so far, that um, the most important thing um, on having your own business, uh, on having your own family and in life in general is um, not being attached to a certain situation, but um, being um, holding 
uh, strong on your own principle and values and being centered on that. And then everything, you know, that will come across all the challenges and also the beautiful time, you know, will uh, enrich um, your life, your family, your business uh, and uh, our shop. Yeah, it all ties together, definitely. Yes. And what are the future plans then for Hidden? Do you have some other stuff coming up that you can share? Oh, yeah, we are full, full of dreams, of course. (laughs) Yeah, um, I want, um, I I will be very brief on that, but we're opening a third shop in Finsbury Park. That's right, Riley. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are uh, opening um, uh, a shop in um, in, uh, Finsbury park uh, hopefully uh, by the end of summer of this summer so stay tuned on uh, our website and um, also we um, with that we also would like to expand um, this uh, project that is not only serving food but actually through food um, kind of uh, spreading uh, the um, passing down the Japanese culture in a very organic and um, uh, creative way in the sense that it's not only what um, what Japanese culture it is, but also how Japanese culture has been embraced by um, British or people who are living here or who've been to Japan and then kind of set up their own business um, and and brought uh, products uh, that are uh, inspired Japanese culture. And this is very important again not only for the you know for the principles that we have for the business for the success for the business but go to go around uh, and um, in the time and the community we are part of we are part of uh, this multicultural uh, uh, community where we all get uh, um, inspired by each other and we can and by being inspired by each other, we can thrive. We can support our um, support each others and uh, and be successful. And that was is what we're trying to pass down onto our daughter, and what we would like to you know tell to the world. Yeah. Just um, starting from as a humble bowl yeah. of curry. Yeah, I love Japanese that. <laughs> that was such a good answer. Thank you. I love that. And then a question that we ask all of the guests on the podcast here yes. is what is the one book or it could be a film or an exhibition or some sort of creative format that someone in your case, either wanting to get into like cooking or starting a business should consume? What would you recommend? Um, I was greatly inspired by one book um, that I am very fond of and it's called uh, The Beauty of Everyday Things and it's it's written by Soetsu Yanagi and uh, in this book basically he um, uh, highlights how simple things, the everyday things, materials that we use um, 
can be um, very enriching, artistic and important. Um, this is a very important concept of the Japanese culture and uh, he created a kind of uh, artistic uh, movement around that. So, and the, um, and the, 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 when the project was coming on, I could really see uh, Hide, and I see how Hiroki has this also seed of talent, you know, like uh, working as a master, doing over and over the same things, like a ceramic pottery craftsman or something, doing the same recipe over and over again, but every time getting enriched and finding the joy, the sense of purpose, the meaning uh, on on doing that and um, and 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 much more. I mean, I could talk forever about that. <laughs> I just suggest people to read this book. It's very inspiring, and it's, and it's, um, there is a lot uh, of uh, this uh, book and philosophy beyond our business. And another one that is a bit more light, more um, more um, uh, intriguing and uh, hilarious is a comedy um, movie that is called uh, Tampopo, and uh, and it talk and it pictures out uh, in a very yeah, um, comic way uh, the story of setting up uh, a, a ramen shop in uh, Japan by a lady and again it's beautiful it's, uh, it's very deep and meaningful but presented in a way that is very hilarious and enjoyable Ooh, what was it called again the film Tampopo okay Tampopo, I'm going to need to check that out um, and, by, the um, and the book uh, Tampopo uh, is the movie and directed by Juzo Itami and the book is The Beauty of Everyday Things by Soetsu Yanagi. Amazing. Okay, I need to check those both out. That sounds great. Thank you. And then obviously we've spoken quite a bit in this episode about the community here down in King's Cross and Lower Stable Street. What is the one place here in King's Cross, obviously apart from your incredible shop, that everyone should check out and why? Um... First of all, I'm really, really uh, grateful that our first ever shop is here because I love how the blend of independent shops uh, are, you know, like uh, in place and it's, uh, and it's not an obvious thing in, uh, in London right now. Um, so it's hard. The choice is hard. And, and in fact, I'm not going to go on to one. It's two shops. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed. I'll allow you. Just, you. just in this episode, Thank we you. can do two. Thank you. Thank you. And one is uh, Reserve. Just, oh, yes. uh, yeah, next yeah, love voices. Uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful um, how, you know, Sophie presents her shop in a bountiful of uh, colors, of uh, romance, of uh, gentleness and dreamlike um, shop. And the other one is uh, another shop um, uh, that is on the other side of Hidden and it's called Hato. Um, we are uh, personally connected uh, through again family matters uh, to Kanenami. So yes, these two I would highly recommend because it's uh, again very creative, very unique, and um, 
And um, yeah, again, I find I find in just in these two places reflected a, a lot of the principles and values that we also embrace in our business. Definitely, two very good choices there. Absolutely. And also, we've had Sophie on the podcast too. Amazing. So yeah, her place is amazing. And then just to finish, apart from coming down to Lower Stable Street and coming to your shop, where can people find you online? What's your website or your socials? Um, is uh, hidden curry with one D uh, hidden curry that's it that's it (laughs) (laughs) I love it well thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you Maria thank you very much (laughs) 